1: Uh, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Uh, you and Andrew Clyde, at least one thing in common, military backgrounds for the both of you. A bit about your background.
0: Yes, sir. Well, I am a, I'm an immigrant. I was born in Belize, uh, Central America. I came to this country when I was an infant. And um, shortly after uh, my parents and my brother and I got here, my father joined the military. Uh, we gained our... Uh, naturalized citizenship, uh, 39 years, uh, from yesterday. So, uh, I was doing a little bit of celebrating yesterday. Mm -hmm. I I am, uh, I feel blessed and, and grateful and proud, uh, to be an American, uh, to have served my country, the country that I love. And, uh, and I am uh, I'm ready to continue that service to this country um, from right here in the 9th district. All
1: right, well, as good a place as any to start, the fact that you and your family from Central America, naturalized citizens now, that gives you a perspective I don't have, a perspective a lot of people don't have on this issue of immigration, legal, illegal, otherwise. If there is a Devin Pandy uh, position on this, a speech, if you will, what would it be? <laughs>
0: What it would be is, um, yes, you're correct. I do have a perspective on this, and if it weren't for my, uh, if it weren't for my parents working so, uh, so hard, so diligently, to gain our citizenship, uh, I may be a DACA recipient today, um, being uh, shipped off to a country that I barely know. Uh, some DACA recipients here being shipped off to countries they don't know at all uh just uh, imagine how scary that would be um not only to have to go to a country that you don't know but you are being shipped away um disregarded discarded from the country that you love and uh and so yeah um that is a unique perspective but also we need to keep in mind that uh that here in the ninth district we have so many migrant workers uh, working our farms, working our our uh, our agricultural industries, and what would that mean to the ninth district? What would it mean to the region and the and the country if we simply sent everyone "quote unquote" home? Um, we must have a plan in in place. We must be thinking of the second and third orders of effect of any decision that we make. Simply sending someone back somewhere just because you're told that they are murderers and rapists is not a, uh, a, good, a good enough reason. Now, if they are, in fact, uh, um, criminals uh, who are um, who are um, doing these uh, these horrible crimes, then, yes, let's uh, let's prosecute them under the law. Um, but for the, the majority of, of those people, they, they come here for the same reasons that my parents did. Devin, Pandy.
1: Devin Pandy, candidate yeah. for Congress in Georgia 9. Right. I'm looking at your website here. Let me get it in front of me again. Uh, Devin Pandy for Congress, simple enough. Uh, DevinPandyForCongress.com. Uh, an issue yeah. in which you and I will at least in part probably agree, the issue of health care. Uh, you and me and Clark Howard, three people who say health care ought not be tied to employment. My position is simple. My car insurance isn't. My homeowner's insurance isn't. Why should my health insurance be? Uh, it might be simpler, more affordable if it weren't. Uh, your position on this.
0: That is exactly correct. Uh, it, it, it would be less uh, less costly. And uh, not only would we, 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 we could transition from a uh, sick care system to a, an actual health care system. Right now we are treating people uh, when they get sick, and we are charging them uh, exorbitant amounts of money to do so. When if, we, if we moved to a, a health care system uh, that was not tied to uh, no one, no one should lose their insurance because their employer goes out of business. How does that make sense? There are so many people that would be still covered today during COVID uh, if that were the case.
1: Devin Pandy, candidate for Congress. Again, devinpandi4congress.com the website. Among other things, uh, your economic planks, you say you want to see the minimum wage increase. Started. From where does that money come? Businesses, especially now in this pandemic age, are struggling to pay the workers they have. Uh, the concern would be, those have, have expressed this concern for years, that raising the minimum wage costs jobs and causes jobs to never be created in the first place.
0: Yes, and that's, uh, that's a unique or that's, a, uh, that's an interesting concept, um, that perception. Here, here's what I say. Uh, we talk about, you know, our citizens deserving more. We talk about, uh, you know, we talk about being the wealthiest uh, country in the world. It's about time our citizens start reaping the benefits of that wealth and uh, raising the minimum wage. Uh, simply raising the minimum wage, what that does is that that gets more people to work uh, because now you don't have one person working two or three jobs just to make ends meet. So that opens up jobs for others. Also, raising the minimum wage um, increases uh, increases spending. Um, it increases uh, taxes that, that are collected. Um, for, well, it doesn't increase your tax rate, but it uh, it, it brings in more tax revenue Um, And all of those things help to stimulate the economy.
1: I want to back up quickly because you said something and you you kind of lost me. I want to get you to to flesh this out, Devin Pandy. You said uh, raising the minimum wage creates jobs. How does it do that? I've been in the room when that minimum wage thing was discussed and all we talked about was which workers were going to be laid off and which weren't going to be hired. How How does the minimum wage raising it increase jobs?
0: Yes. So the way that it would increase jobs, right now you have so many people who are working two or three jobs just to make ends meet. If you raise that minimum wage, then now people are only having to work, you know, one or two jobs. And the reason why I say they still may have to work two jobs is because in many places, in most places in the country, you know, a $15 an hour job still isn't going to help you. Uh, People cannot live off of that. So I do agree that that there should be an, an increase in the minimum wage to at least $15 an hour. But we should also have local or regional living wages, living wages that are tied to the cost of inflation and that are tied to the local cost of living.
1: Uh, and I've always maintained this. The real minimum wage is zero. That's when you don't have a job at all. Uh, Devin Pandy, candidate for Congress. I, I began this conversation pointing to the the, the political makeup of Georgia 9. And you're, you're, I'm sure, aware of the challenge here. It is uh, rated in some circles as one of the top two or three most conservative congressional districts in the country. Uh, for better or worse, the Republican Party at this moment, the home of political conservatism. Republican, other uh, things being equal, going to be favored and probably prohibitively in in this district. What are you going to do by way of making up the gap on the campaign trail of the time you have left 25 days?
0: Yes, well, this is exactly what I do. I speak to the people. I speak about the people. And I do my best to speak for the people. And if you will notice, uh, most of my opponent's uh, platform has to do with, uh, with big business, with benefiting big business. That's not what I am about. I am about taking care of the people. I'm about putting people over power. I'm about putting people over party. Um, It is every representative in this country should be always thinking first about their constituency and about this nation. And if they are not, if they are putting uh, businesses first at the expense of their constituency, they should not be in office.
1: What's it been like trying to campaign uh, when you can't really campaign all the COVID restrictions out there?
0: You know, it's been, it hasn't been that difficult uh, for me. Um, we are, you know, we, we embrace technology and, uh, and we use as much technology as we can to reach out. We use our phones. We use um, uh, our, our virtual meetings. Um, the biggest problem that I've seen so far is with that virtual contact is um, being able to to actually reach people who don't have broadband or don't have quality broadband, which is why part of my platform is that we need to have a Rural Broadband uh, Act where we bring uh, high-speed quality broadband to every corner of not only this uh, rural sector of the nation, but across the entire nation, and that we offer that broadband utility uh, or that broadband service as a utility, right along with your water, uh, gas, and electric.
1: Devin Pandy, candidate for Congress. congress.com is the website. Uh, candidly, I love the story. I, I love your life story. Born in Belize City, uh, parents who brought you to the United States and went through the process the legal way, became naturalized citizens, and you turned your life into a life of service in the American military. Thank you for that service, and thank you for your time this morning. Best of luck out there again, 25 days till Election Day. Devin Pandy, candidate for Congress. Thanks for joining us this morning.
0: Thank you very much. It's great to be here.